Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now stop beating your gums and sound the attack. Alright, hello, hello, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. In fact, this is the 10th episode, boys, so raise the bat, fantastic achievement that, um, through to double figures, such you never would have envisaged that being the case 10 weeks ago when we started this journey, that's for sure. Yep, come a long way. Uh, thank you. And Skinnold seems as we've found an early word from you, probably worth introducing you to the listeners just in case this is your first time. Uh, Skinnold is the man that sits on my right-hand side and provides the skin stats segment that everyone loves. Uh, provides bulk chat throughout the show. That's not uh, true. Okay. <laughs> uh, and all of a great standard. And then, boys, uh, we mentioned last week, boys and girls, in fact, because everyone can listen to the show. Um, we did mention last week that we were going to be without James for a couple of weeks. Uh, but we have found a very, very suitable replacement. And we welcome back a, a special friend of the uh, podcast, and that is Sam Hazlitt. Thank you very much, Sam. Good to be here again, guys. Um, just wanted to clarify, you know, from a journalist perspective, uh, is, is Bayes being rested or was he uh, dropped for poor performances? In fairness, I did actually not know that you were a journalist, so I've never heard you come from a journalist <laughs> perspective at all. Uh, but that's obviously another job that you... Um, Bayes, yeah, Bayes, it's a, it's a difficult one there. I mean, I'd probably say that similar to the Australian bowlers, we've sort of chose to rest him this week. He's come back from vocal cord reconstruction. Uh, in recent times, he's probably, his workloads have been right up. Um, in little the little rotation policy. Yeah, so the rotation policy comes in. I suppose, you know, you can't keep a man like Hazlitt out for a long period of time. So uh, Hazlitt's how you found yourself back in the selection frame of mind. It's just a, a really good lesson to everyone at home that if you go away to the twos, put in a couple of good performances uh, as you have done has with those voicemails that you've been sending through to me and we do thank you for that um then you know there's always opportunities doors open don't they yeah no thanks for that clarification makes sense uh has been good last couple of weeks i thought he'd been really good i so. thought he offered a lot he offered a lot last week actually yeah. i did get a couple of emails through the week saying how up and about was Bayes?" um and he, well, here is the great man actually walking through as we go, fresh of his first day of prac, uh, stressed, writing bulk lesson plans. Those will shoot a few half courts at the mark. Yeah, he's, he actually sounds like skin. Point. <laughs> he's talking from about as far as his skin usually does. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, very weird. Has um, it is great to have you on board. As we've mentioned, I must say that actually the episode that you featured in, which was uh, only a couple of weeks ago now, um, that was very very well 
received by the audience um, and we do have a you know a specific bunch of listeners and and they can be you know not always sort of adaptable with change uh, but you sort of came into their lives and have just really dominated their perspectives on what it is to be a podcast and we do thank you for that so it was a no-brainer to have you back on you know yeah, thanks. I'm not sure about that. All that is true, but uh, <laughs> but it's good to be here. And I have the podcast actually to thank for uh, a few new habits of mine. Listening to podcasts in the car, I've looked through a few anatomy and physiotherapy ones to help me study because I'm every like everyone, it's a bit time poor. So yeah. it's been good to right. listen to those. Not that we need any other podcasts other than the we got the chocolate podcast. Yeah, but no, no, well, that's right, obviously yeah. number but one. I mean, yep, you're right. If you're driving a long time, then we do only go for. Well, last week we went for about two hours actually, so that would have yeah, taken, taken up much. Generally, week, we do try and go for about fifty minutes yeah so, okay. so you probably need a couple options, options yeah. if you yeah. if you're on the train every day or something you probably need a few options absolutely that's right but it's just blocking the camera as we're in <laughs> it's great <laughs> great to see you can't keep him out of the frame you can't keep him out you can't keep a good man down uh boys we better get into it i've just looked at the uh time and we're four minutes in and the good news is that the big record button is flashing red so that's a great sign after Perfect. the absolute shambles last week of good doing start. the first 20 minutes without recording um <laughs> so we do need to get into And that's obviously code for our NRL section. Uh, unfortunately, the time that it takes for me to press the button and then fade it up, I'm really struggling with that. So uh, that's an area that we'll continue to monitor in our performance reviews over the next couple of weeks. Um, i got to start by uh, giving a couple of apologies and has thank goodness that you are back because when the three of us are together, the NRL knowledge has been lacking slightly. Um, and I've got to acknowledge those couple of errors uh, and starting by saying that um, if you did, we listen last week. I'm sure you did, has. Uh, Definitely. The, the Johns brothers are most certainly not twins. And the most annoying thing is that I definitely knew that. <laughs> I'm unsure of why I said twins. I think I was panicked. It was after midnight uh, and I just started to wane. And that was Wayne Bennett, that is. Um, and I just really struggled. So I apologise profusely to the Johns brothers if um, they were offended when they listened to the podcast. Um, sure they tune in on a regular basis. <laughs> regulars. <laughs> regulars. Uh, and the other thing is that I obviously just deleted a round from the, uh, from the NRL season as well and told everyone that there was only one round to go before finals, when in fact there obviously were two. So they're the two big... Um, two big sort of points that I will make and apologise for. Uh, so has really, I mean, at any point if you want to take over in this section, that would be great because this is your cup of tea and I'll obviously just sort of come in with my brilliance as per usual, just hitting holes for you. You be the playmaker here. Yeah, no worries. Well, I guess uh, one point I need, wanted to bring up was you've mentioned a few times this year about the new coach effect in a few other codes and, um, well, for the nights on the weekend, it, it worked well with the caretaker coach. Um, getting, uh, you know, achieving that new coach effect and getting the win over the Titans. Who has? Um, who actually was it? Just the assistant coach that stepped in and coached that game for them. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, okay. they've uh, they've got a new coach. They've just signed actually for next year, who is Adam O'Brien, the Roosters', Roosters current assistant yeah, coach. Right. Okay, so, so he's, he's got big raps on him. Well, everyone at the Roosters obviously says what a great job he does. So. Yeah. Comes with a little bit of pedigree. Yeah, so he'll be there next year. But I guess the flip side of that is um, the uh, the Titans have recently had a change of coaches, and uh, their assistant coach has been taking over for the last eight weeks, I think it is, and he's got a zero from eight record. So Ooh. the new coach effect didn't exactly That's work not, too well for them. Has not yeah, worked right. for him. Has that idea? You know, the worst thing is has after sort of the 
uh, Newcastle wrap that we did last week, I went ahead and tipped the Gold Coast Titans just as a like, sort of way I'm about 10 points behind in the tipping comp. So I sort of thought that that was maybe somewhere I could get a bit of a jump uh, just with sort of thinking like – you know, they've been shambolic, the Knights, with the way that they've handled that sort of coaching saga. Uh, and then they came out on the weekend and absolutely obliterated Gold Coast. So I'm unsure if, like, Gold Coast are just really, really poor or if that was just another testament to that big theory that we have developed here, which is uh, the new coach effect. Yeah, well, I tipped a, tipped a few upsets on the weekend that didn't quite go right, but certainly didn't tip the good at Titans to get a win. That's, uh, that was a bit too far-fetched for me. That's a bit far-fetched. Yeah. <laughs> that was not bad. thought the Knights had come back strong. But, uh, How'd the rest of your tips go? How, how did you go in the NRL tipping? Uh, I got five from eight this weekend, so uh, not too bad. I got the first three wrong, so I was off to a shocking start. Uh, tipped against the Broncos. Tipped against the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. well, the Bulldogs have been going well yeah, and yeah, a bit strong. of motivation. There was still a slight chance for the finals if they'd won and a few other results gone their way. But, um, yeah, tipped against my teams in the Broncos and the Souths, which are always uh, tough, but, yeah. but they, and they won. So I guess I was That's happy that they won. Two teams. Yeah, well, yeah, he's got a backup team. Your dad's a Rabbitohs. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm a Bronco, but dad is a diehard Rabbitohs, so I uh, always want them to do well. And Soft spot there. Yeah, win yeah, each right, week for him. Well, that actually, uh, bit, a bit off the cuff here, has, but it seems as you brought up the Rabbitohs. Um, I was actually listening to the news again this morning, and they, and they were talking about how uh, they believe, or it's sort of been published today, that they're wanting to keep Obviously, the competition is a 16-team comp, but that the Channel 9 broadcaster, in time for their next agreement that they sign, uh, are very, very keen to get a second Brisbane team in. Uh, and so there's speculation that like one New South Wales team is going to have to go. Um, but I, I just the reason that I bring that up is because I think of the Rabbitohs example when they sort of did obviously trial that. I, I was a young kid, but they obviously been the Rabbitohs from the competition for a couple of years there and there were genuine riots in the streets in Sydney and stuff there were there was absolute mayhem so I mean surely that's a floating with danger isn't it to consider yeah yeah I mean that was an interesting call the Rabbitohs I think have the highest amount of members uh, out of any any team now so um, a lot of big fan base there um yeah I mean there's guys that are smarter than me and paid more to uh, make those decisions I guess against about what teams, what happens with the teams in the NRL and, and where they go and what name they play under. But, um, yeah, another team in Brisbane would make sense with the with the following NRL up here and, and having only one team in Brisbane itself. So um, I'm not sure what they're going to do about it. And then I think they also want to get into the, the market in Perth, try and spread the game a bit uh, more... Australia wide, but yeah. um, but they don't want to go to like with the AFL. Obviously, has an eighteen team comp, but the NRL seem reluctant to do that, haven't they? So, do you think if they're bringing in like teams in those other places, that it's going to be instead of rather than as well as? Yeah, probably. I think uh, yeah, that they they're a bit worried that the talent pool isn't quite there, and it would drop the standard of the NRL a little bit. I think in the long run, you know, everything would catch up and the standard would lift. But like anything, if you're going to expand, that the, the uh, quality probably is going to drop a bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, another issue, I guess, that came sort of out of the uh, NRL round on the weekend has was this uh, this sort of oh, a couple of big things, I guess, from the uh, from the Melbourne versus Seagulls uh, game on the weekend with obviously Tom Travoy, which we're hearing now is obviously ruled out for a long period of time, certainly season, but uh, but even more significant than that in terms of they're talking like nine months for his injuries, pec injury, correct? Yeah, yeah, pretty bad pec injury from what I hear, and I think they were first hoping not to do surgery and and hope that he would maybe be four weeks out but yeah they're definitely doing surgery now from what I see and 
Um, yeah, like I think Manly were a chance actually. They were playing good footy and, and obviously he's only lost one game this year out of all the games he's played. He's, mm. Both games he played for New South Wales, they won. They lost the one he didn't play and, yeah. and he'd only lost one game for Manly this year that he's actually played in. Um, so I actually know that because you wrote a, you wrote a song actually that does, a, that does detail that, which we haven't got to uh, sort of turn into. Obviously, it's quite a process with the instrumentals and things like that to turn it into a song in our studio yeah, isn't true. skin uh, but that has the two watching you try to do it for the last two hours but <laughs> yeah it's not, it's not great it's not the easiest process uh, but we're learning as we go um but hazlitt definitely has one that uh, our listeners will get to um get to listen to as well at some stage when we get that and that tells the tom travoyevich story so it's probably topical now we should probably try and release it <laughs> yeah we probably should get onto that really yeah just so, trying to contribute yeah. to the podcast in whatever way I can. You know? As you really go on above and beyond the Call of Duty, yeah, strong I am. contributor. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, well, we will speak about Call of Duty later on with a bit of Nick Curios chat as well. Skin, I like what you did there. Nice. That was not deliberate. I'm <laughs> interested to see what we talk about. Deliberate. There. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and has the the last thing I wanted to ask you about from the NRL round was the Will Chambers received a punch in the head on the weekend, uh, which generally people would sort of think, yeah, that's fair enough. Like <laughs> one of those guys <laughs> that you'd think might get uh, punched a bit on the field, but in fact, it did not happen on the field did it yeah interesting one he's probably is one of the people you come, that comes to mind when you think of uh, the grubs in the nrl game um Adam he, Reynolds in there. He, yeah <laughs> he plays um plays pretty hard on the field that's for sure but yeah he got sin binned maybe a dubious call actually in the end it was a it was a tough one to sin, sin bin him but uh was was sin binned and um and yeah i've seen the footage it, it, there's not much in it to be fair the guy's holding a, a phone in his hand and yeah, i thought he was trying to get a really aggressive non-consenting selfie yeah potentially oh. <laughs> after the amount of beers he's probably he's probably yeah, uh, right. what was <laughs> even better was the... when he got like someone came to escort him out and he was sort of there going what did i do what did i do wrong i haven't done anything imagine just Try to punch like a professional NRL. <laughs> it's probably yeah. not, not a great yeah. on. It's probably yeah, yeah probably not too much more to, more to come over there. Nah, yeah, that's but, right. Uh, I think um, yeah, but the NRL finals are pretty much locked, locked and loaded to go. Even though there's one round left, I think the final spot's going to come down to the Sharks and Tigers, um, and and the winner of that game will make the eight. Unless, of course, they tie, and yeah. um, in which case, both of them will make the eight, and the Broncos, Broncos will drop yeah. out due to the yeah, points differential. So. There might be a little bit of a you know a deal going on behind the scenes <laughs> there. Right. Like, but if know, the Broncos if you... win, they're fine. They're okay. Yeah, they yeah. Win. They have to rely on so, the, on the yeah. Broncos' loss, of course. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. If yeah. the Broncos okay. lose, yeah. then that all those other results come. In. The gentlemen's agreement. The gentlemen's agreement. The nil yeah, draw. Then that comes in to effect. Fantastic. Uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you about has because people that are regular listeners of the show will know your history with supporting the NRL bunker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're the only person in the world, but that's okay. Uh, great individuality. Uh, you there was obviously Gus Gould. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be a weekend without him blowing up about something. But I listened to another blow up from him on the weekend about this is not the game that we grew up with. Uh, you know, the obstruction rule. There was he could have made the tackle. He stood there and elected to not make a tackle. You know, the one that I'm speaking of, in the obstruction try there. Yeah, yeah. No um, try. Look, it, it's one of those ones where yeah, he was obstructed. He could have made the tackle, and and so in that case. You know, you think, oh well, it shouldn't be a penalty, but 
I, I relate it to, I guess, uh, when there's like a head-high tackle or something in the middle of play and, and the player could get up and play the ball, but they stay down because they know if they stay down, they'll see the replay and they'll see that uh, a penalty is due and, and they much rather a penalty than just to play the ball. Um, in this case, if he made the tackle and stopped the try, yeah, they wouldn't have scored a try, but they would have kept the ball and, and been five metres out from the line attacking the line still. And yeah. then, But if he doesn't make the tackle, if he lets the guy score the try, he knows they're going to go upstairs because he knows there's an obstruction that's been played. And then the defensive team are going to get the ball because they're going to get a penalty from it and, and be in a much better position. So yeah. there's no reason why he would want to go and make the tackle. So it's the equivalent of like someone staying down after a high shot, like knowing that it's going to be replayed and that they're going to get a penalty. Like, like I just mentioned, yeah. Yeah, we sort of talked about yeah. looking that as well. I was just you know I was just making sure it's summarised for you, you know. Yeah, sometimes no, you tune in and yeah. out a little bit. So Yeah, I'm a little bit slow to pick up on those ones. But I got that one the first time around. Um, <laughs> but has do you, is that a, a setup that you're happy with in the NRL? People can sort of just elect to not make tackles. Like I said, I think last time Yeah, like it's gotta be black and white because people were complaining about interpretation. Everyone's got a different interpretation. So the rule now is black and white. Yeah. Whether it's the right rule or not, it's up to debate, but I think they. I, I'm not sure any other way they can make it where it's there is an obstruction that's not black and white like that. Um, and so, so I'm happy with it. Yeah, okay. In in, in this and case, I guess, I guess milking penalties has been a part of the game forever, hasn't it? It's not. It's just a, a new penalty that I think milking it went milking cows first, and then milking penalties not yeah. long after that. Yeah, that was my understanding as well. In terms of the timeline, very closely followed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A few thousand years in between yeah, there, but that's equally yeah. significant in terms of obviously yeah, human development. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good. Perfect. All right. Uh, that's as much NRL as I think that we um, that we can get through tonight. Has you've got nothing else to add there, do you? No, that'll do. I'm that'll pretty do. happy with that. Yeah, you've done fantastic. There's, there's plenty more, but of course uh, we've got limited time. Well, we've so. got a lot. Yeah, we've, we know that we're we're we've also got to get a surfing wrap so. in as well because you're back, so we we don't want to miss out on that. Uh, so I guess uh, skin that gives you a bit of time uh, in terms of bringing us. We don't have an AFL wrap as such um, this week, although that's probably one piece of Aussie rules news that we should be speaking about. <laughs> Does anyone know what that is? Nope. What did I play in yesterday, Skin? Oh, yeah, right. Okay, so we're talking about the Div 2. Resis. What else would we possibly talk about on this particular podcast? Uh, yeah, we are talking about the Div 2 Resis. Okay, third grand final that I've played in in my Aussie rules career and... Third loss. Third loss. <laughs> Still no chocolates. Still zero chocolates in the Aussie rules department. What were um, the other two down in Adelaide? Yeah, down in Adelaide. The Lockheed's okay. Demons, one of the great clubs. But we uh, just sort of made it to the grand final both the years I was down there and they got absolutely demolished. Um, Perfect. This one yesterday, we were actually in the game for the entire game. We got done by 10 points in the end. Yeah, um, okay. But yeah, very, very good game of footy, I think, for the spectators. Um not so good to play in when you're losing. Yeah, I'm pretty good for the opposition. What do you I think about your? It. Yeah, I would have locked it. What do you think about your contribution, Lee? How'd you go? Yeah, no, there was not much to speak of. In fact, in terms of a contribution, I would say that uh, I was yeah probably overpaid, underworked. <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest overpaid even with the zero zero dollar. <laughs> accepted? No, nah, I did nothing. Honestly, I'd actually got my first ever career spoil, which was pretty impressive. Punched it over the sideline. Um, and then massive, obviously, cheer from the crowd brought them to their feet uh, just for that type of hard 
play that I bring to the game. Yeah, on a regular. Um, no, I spent some considerable time picking splinters out of my anus <laughs> after that. There was some serious bench time there. Perfect. Um, so I wasn't I obviously wasn't bringing a huge amount to the game. That's for sure. You know, oh, well. question has carry yeah, on. It happens. happens. You first, know what? first for everything. Like That's it's right. probably the first time you never haven't contributed enough, hey? Thought, but but we get to look at, ahead to cricket season now. How's that? It's only it starts this week, doesn't it? Sure does. Yes. Looking forward to walking down the field with you and uh, bowling yes. a few, bowling a few at you. That's right. Left yeah. arm on the next number one spinner. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, also bats a little bit as well, I think, from all reports. Uh, look forward yes, to that. Has. We'll talk cricket this. a little bit later. But um, Skin, we don't have an AFL wrap was the, oh, <laughs> was yeah. the summary of what I was trying this. to say there. Uh, but we do have a Skin Stats question. We do, yep. Uh, which is AFL related. You Take it away, Skin. Thank you, Lethal. Um, yep, got a question in in the emails th- again this week um, from a mate from the footy club, Zane Riley, emailed at... Didn't play yesterday. Would didn't play yesterday. to have, actually. Yeah, no, that would have been a good addition. He, but he's in the senior team, correct? Senior yeah. reader. Yeah, he's yep. very good. Yeah, perfect. Um, anyway, so he's emailed yesterday saying, long-time listener, first-time emailer, what percentage of minor premiers go on to win the AFL flag? Thanks, oh, Zane. That's a brilliant question. That's a good question. That was that was at six forty eight PM. He emailed again at six fifty saying, Long time listener, second time emailer. What chance in percentage do the doggies have of winning the AFL premiership coming from seventh on the left? That's an interesting story in itself because he is a doggy supporter. Yes, but yeah. he was actually a Gold Coast Sun supporter prior to 2016. Was he? <laughs> <Doggies> <laughs> yeah. So he's one of the great bandwagon yeah, supporters. Right, okay. I and didn't know that. I tell you that at 6.58 and 6.56 or whenever he sent that out his mails, he was definitely out the footy club. <laughs> so I'm very surprised with uh, the... Literacy skills he's displayed here. I can't yeah, see one well. spelling error. Yeah, well, I assumed he would have been a few too many beers yeah. deep, but that's that's all right. He's done well. Well, generally, like sentences start with capital letters, but we can forgive him for that. Yeah, that's all right. How'd you um, go? Anyway, so I've, I've had a look into it. Um, in answer to the first question, uh, what percentage of, of minor premiers go on to win the flag? The answer, I believe, is fifty-two percent. Is it really fifty-two percent? Okay. Yes. Got an example of the last minor premiers, or is that you won't be prepared for that? With nah, last minor premiers, nah, that don't has any surprise questions. <laughs> last um, minor premiers that uh, that went on to win it. Yeah, no, nah, I've got nothing. That's right. you, you keep going. Yeah, don't think it was surprise questions, yeah. but yeah. Hazard Anyways, there's been there's been 123 seasons or something that since since the AFL started in bloody 1897, and I think it was 64 of them have of the minor premiers have gone on to win the flag. Um, which is is considerable, really. Like that's that's brilliant. Is anyone else surprised by how, how much that is, or is that yeah? Is that I expected? Am. I'm surprised because I I figure that generally I've thought that uh, once you get into the finals, it's an absolute lottery. To be honest, like yeah. sort of in the way that I've always thought about it, because it feels like I mean that Bulldogs year that we mentioned there, they came from seventh. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, I seventh, guess that's sort of what motivates Zane's question is they finished seventh this year and they. Won the flag from seventh in two thousand and sixteen. Right, um, and so he, 
I assume he's, he's hoping I'm going to tell him that there are 100% chance of winning the flag this year because they've did that once in 2016, but I don't think that's... Is that that's, what you're going to tell him? No, that's definitely not the case. <laughs> okay. um, they, in fact, in, in 123 seasons or whatever it is, they, that is the lowest anyone has ever come and gone on to win the flag is, is seventh in 2016. There was... Um, Melbourne came from sixth in 1900, Adelaide from fifth in 1988. 1900? And, yeah. yeah. There would have been three teams. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently there were at least six teams. Um, Adelaide from, from fifth in 1988 and aside from that, 92% of all flags are won by, the t- by a team finishing in the top three. So good signs for the uh, Bryans. The Lions there, that's for sure. Has you got something? Yeah, so Hawthorne in 2013 were the last minor premiers to win the uh, premiership. Were they? Yeah. Perfect, thank you. That's 2013, so that's six years ago. Yeah. But there's still 52% of teams have gone on to win. Is that what you're saying? Like if they win the minor premiership. Yeah, 52%. But we haven't seen one in six years. So it's quite like, that is actually quite a damning statistic. I would have thought that it would be lower than that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was surprised. Am I making sense? I've never made this much of a contribution to skin stats before. It's usually out of my depth, but does that make sense? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I agree. Yeah, I was surprised by by how high that was. But but yeah, there you go. And 92% of the top, of the premierships are won by a team in the top three. So yeah, it's pretty yeah pretty good good times for the Lions and not so good for the poor doggies. Sorry, Zane. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's. That's pretty much all. I, that, that's the answer to both questions. That's fantastic. Probably, you could probably also consider the fact that Western Bulldogs have only won two premierships in since 1925, so they're, they're not. Yeah, sure, that as well. But <laughs> you haven't included that in your statistical analysis, though, have you? No, no okay. I, so that was just a little fun fact. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the dog supporters are <laughs> find it really fun. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that'll perfect. do me. That's that'll great do me for this week, and then um, yeah, still still toiling away on the code that I mentioned last week. So yeah. stay tuned for that. I'll that let you know. Hopefully, that. hopefully have a finished product in a couple of weeks. It's probably it's been a little less efficient than I'd hoped. About a few made hiccups. Any progress whatsoever? <laughs> oh, I've made a start. Okay. But no, yeah, not we'll not a great that. deal. But yeah, we, right. we'll get there. Mm. Okay, perfect. Skin. All right, moving on. Very, very good. We will move on. Absolutely. Uh, and has this is uh, your time to shine once again. We have had some serious surfing results come through in the last week. I know that you were messaging me at 2 a.m. a couple of nights ago going, are you up watching the surfing? And I most certainly was not. I apologize for that. I mean, if I took my job more seriously, and by job I meant the podcast, <laughs> which is not a job. Right, which pays you $0. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but, yeah, I should have been up watching. I apologize for that. Has make sure you let me know when the next one's on. But if you can just give me a quick wrap now for uh, what did occur. Yeah, don't blame me there. Surfing does take a lot of time to watch and there's, a, there's often a bit of uh, downtime there where they're waiting for the next wave to come through. Um, but yeah, great news. Australian uh, Owen Wright won the Tahiti Pro in Chaopu. So very big waves there, very heavy place to surf. I certainly wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be surfing out there. Well, I'd um, be all right though, wouldn't I? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> After the way you took on those one foot waves <laughs> on the Gold Coast. Yeah. I was fearless. Yeah, well... Um, yeah, he was uh, he was sporting the a uh, helmet actually uh, while he was surfing to protect oh, himself I saw that. from yeah, I the uh, from that. the reef. I've seen that before. Is that yeah. common? Well, yeah. I wore one uh, in the Maldives when I was oh, fifteen, maybe at the time. No, mm. uh, I'm surfing with John John Florence, my uh, my good mate. That's what you've told us that story before. <laughs> um, yeah. That's yeah, so two times you've been on the podcast. Two times you've told us. That. <laughs> <laughs> what did he think of the helmet? <laughs> yeah, do you uh, like the I'm helmet? sure he's not whipping it out too often. No, no, not many of them wear it, but yeah. I'll, 
definitely would recommend it over there in Chopu. Yeah, okay. um, but yeah, two goofy footers in the final, which made sense for the left-hand break you see over there. Uh, easier to, to ride the tubes uh, for a goofy footer. Yeah, um, makes sense. And, right. and the other guy in the final was Gabe Medina from Brazil, who won last year, which I mentioned last time, and, and has the wood over Owen Wright, and knocking him out three times previously at um, Tahiti. So uh, it was good to see Owen Wright come back and, and get a win against him, especially in the final. Um, but it's not a surprise that Wright's doing so well there because over the last, I think, nine years that he's um, surfed there, his worst performance was a ninth placing, uh, which is pretty impressive. And um, that was his first of those nine years. Um, and that performance uh, shoots right up the ranking into eighth position on the leaderboard. Um, so going to be tough for him to you know, come away with the win, uh, but, but definitely possible. Um, Medina moves up to fourth making that late run um, with a couple of his uh, pet events coming up. Um, and uh, we have a new yellow jersey uh, leader, uh, which is Felipe Toledo, um, taking it off uh, Kolohe Andino, who was knocked out actually by a 17-year-old local. Uh, I don't know how to say his name, um, but uh, he was very impressive, uh, a 17-year-old taking on those massive waves. Um, you can see. And next event, the Freshwater Pro, which is at Kelly Slater's Wave Pool in America. Uh, so I don't understand that. How has that become part of the – like he built a pool. Well – People could surf it in a competition, like on the tour. Yeah, I think he put his name to it. I'm not sure he was the one who built it, but um, – We've done that. Well, <laughs> a few engineers and stuff oh. in there. So nah, don't be stupid. Kelly Slater is a very smart man. Okay. Yeah, there's a few, I guess, surfing traditionalists not too happy about that event being in there, being um, being not in, in the ocean uh, with – uh, wave selection not being a part of it. Each wave's the same, so a bit of repetition yeah. there. But they can throw different moves. They can try different things. We all know how how different maneuvers are compared to others, so um, they can they can rate on that. I guess the same as things like diving or um, ice skating events like that. It's, it's all in the same rank. It just depends what what move you decide to make uh, on the wave um, and how deep you get in the barrel or things like that. So. See how that comp goes. Last year's winner was Gabe Medina. So, is it genuinely fresh water, or is it like chlorinated? Well, it's probably got a bit of chlorine in there, but I'm not too sure about that. Surely, you know, drinking it. No, I wouldn't be drinking it. Well, I probably would be drinking it when I fell off by accident. (laughs) But um, (laughs) would you wear the helmet? No, probably not. Do you reckon surfing's ever going to get to the point where, like cricket, they bring in the compulsory helmet rules? There's a good chance. They might be onto something there. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's even in the pool. Missouri helmets. No. Nah, maybe, maybe on reef breaks. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, that yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, Has can you give us a bit of a, a lesson in surfing? Because so my understanding is when you're not in a pool, you, each heat sort of goes for a certain period of time. Correct. So then, when you are in the pool and you just get a wave whenever you want it how does that work you're not exactly out there waiting for a wave does yeah that speed up the process or what happens? i can't remember the exact format from last year but it's obviously not a time limit yeah i think each surfer has maybe two waves in the left hand wave and two waves in the right hand break and okay. um i don't know how they work at some sort of average or best score from from each direction going each way and, and they have their rounds and against different people. Um, so the conditions can change a bit depending on the winds. Obviously, if the wind changes direction, the waves can get bumpier or, yeah, or slightly okay. slightly different, um, which means you can't just have everyone surfing at different times throughout the day. They still have one versus the other. Yeah, okay. 
I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, let us know and when so, you confirm that, Hutch. <laughs> and so, so this is is just one stop on the tour. This this bull ride. And yep. last year was the first year, so that's why I'm not too accustomed to it. But, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and yeah. you might have already mentioned this. I tend to zone out. But what? How many stops left have we got? What? Where are we up to? Um, I think we've got uh, four left. I believe. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah, we go the last couple um, in Hawaii, I think. So I uh, always finish off with a strong note there at, at Pipeline, which is an interesting event to watch. Okay. Mm. Fantastic. That's great, Hudson. Uh, we actually spoke to a couple of people on the weekend who are mad surfers. Um, so they were very, very happy with the episode that you were on, Skip straight to the surfing bit. So you've given some of those people something to watch again <laughs> and uh, listen to in episode 10. So that is great news. Uh, boys, we're going to move on to a little bit of uh, cricket chat. He's close. He's given him. He's given him. Settle's got a hat-trick on his Actually, find it impossible to hear that song without doing the dance. <laughs> Can't say I've got the same challenge. No, I've never actually seen you dance though, yeah. in fairness, yeah, no. um, at all, at any stage. Even like when you play like Enrique Ice Glaciers Escape, I've still never seen you get up and about. Which is probably one of the great karaoke songs ever written. Yeah, no, I try to avoid it at all costs. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Nice, perfect. Um, all right, boys, cricket, what are you doing? Uh, fourth test-wise starting on Wednesday. There's a fair bit of chat about uh, the potential changes, quite a bit of noise um, about sort of Mitchell Stark coming into the side, I guess, quite a bit of noise about obviously Steve Smith coming back in and who he comes back in for. Um, as we do forget sometimes because you're obviously so knowledgeable with uh well not AFL but uh, NRL and surfing Uh, we do often forget that you know a slight amount about cricket also Um, probably worth mentioning that Sam does play cricket uh, at quite a decent level for Queensland and for the Brisbane Heat so we might get to you after we get to skin because his opinion is probably more important (laughs) how did we forget to mention the fact he's got a little ODI cap in there as well yeah I don't like to give him a big head skin or if we're going to just keep you know just sort of yeah he has played one day cricket for Australia haven't we all uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Has on that, by the way, if I ever said. I might have forgot to say congratulations at the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks <laughs> for mentioning it, Skin. Well done, Has. Always here for you, mate. Um, Skin, what changes are you making? What changes am I making? I don't know. I haven't given it too much thought, to be honest. I think. Or well, you aren't an Australian selector. So yeah, no, exactly. It's not, not what I'm getting paid the big bucks for. I'm, I'm making podcasts. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, well, you would assume. So don't get paid for that. <laughs> just to clarify. Um, uh, well, yeah, you would assume. Well, Smith, obviously, coming back in is quite handy. Yeah, who's he coming um, in for? Yeah, well, that's not as easy. I nah. would say probably not Manu after he's top scored three times on the trot. No, nah, Manu's the same. Um, Mars batting three for mine. Has? Yeah, I agree. That's yeah. where I'd put him. Yeah. And then Smith bats four. Yeah. Yeah. So who's opening? I think uh Wisman phone charger and Warner stays. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably a bit biased as I know Uzi quite well, but I'd definitely put him keep him in the team, probably open with him and uh and unfortunately Marcus Harris would drop yeah, out then. Yeah. He's he had a good shield season last year, a really good shield season and, and he showed he's good enough to play at that level. But yeah, yeah someone has to miss out, unfortunately. Definitely yeah. stiff, especially yeah. to come back in for sort of one yeah, for one, one test, test match, I guess. That's yeah, yeah really rough. I agree. Very rough on him, but I I can't really see a better option to be honest. Um, and then I haven't I haven't heard too much about about Mitch Stark coming back in. What has anyone got any more info for us there? 
as. Uh, I think the the rumors that he's going to come back in for Pattinson. Yeah, I've heard I've heard he's a chance to come back in the side. I haven't seen what can, the conditions are going to be like, or don't know what they're usually like wherever they're playing next. Um, but but he is definitely an option, I guess. Uh, probably leaked a few more runs than he would have liked in recent years, but uh, and Test cricket that is. But we know how good he can be and how dangerous he is, and um, how well he can. Uh, take down the tailenders and the opposition team. So I guess that was uh, um, evident last game where we couldn't quite get those last couple of wickets. Yeah, I was um, about to say, that's one thing you can do is just rip poles out of tailenders, <laughs> which is quite handy at times. Yeah. Unfortunately, you want them to be taking the big wickets at the batters as well, you but do, he yeah. can do that, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, no, too. And, uh, and then, boys, the other one is that there's been – I've read some articles today suggesting that Mitchell Marsh – might come back in at six as a replacement for Matt Wade as well, which I found odd. Um, I know that he bowls and gives another option bowling, uh, but I feel like he's been trialled uh, a few times. He probably bowls better in England, definitely, because he sort of swings the ball and stuff, but it doesn't feel like we really need another pace bowling option. Like, it's England, it's cold. No one's steaming in in 50-degree heat. Most of the bowlers are going to be ready to go, and if Marnus needs to tie down and end for a bit, he's another bowling option as well. It would seem an odd selection to weaken your batting. I think that if you're looking at Wade and Marsh side by side, that Wade is the superior batter, just like for like there. Uh, so it would seem strange to me to, to weaken your batting when that's probably been an area that we've struggled mostly throughout the series. Yeah, well, um, Nathan Lyon's been bowling really well and bowling plenty of overs. Um, you know, we don't know what's going on inside the group if something they need another bowler for some reason. But um, I don't know, are they going to drop Wade for not bowling well enough? Isn't he the all-rounder, the pace bowling all-rounder option in the team at the moment? Um, well, he bowls grenades, doesn't he? I've seen him get some serious wickets off like wide bungers. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah well, uh, one of our Redlands teammates, Jimmy Pearson, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, nicked off to Wadey in a Shield no. game. <laughs> so, um, pretty uh, yeah, uh, embarrassing wicketkeeper to wicketkeeper. And Jimmy's oh, playing round one so. for us at Redlands, so hopefully he doesn't listen to that to bolster his confidence before. Uh, yeah, sorry, Jim. Uh, well, we won't be versing Wadey. We'll be right. No, we shouldn't be. It'd be yeah, quite an odd sequence of events if he was to get dropped. <laughs> rock up the valleys on the weekend. Um, all right, boys, well, that's good. Um, Pretty sure we've not solved that at all, as per usual. Uh, but uh, I think we have a reasonable idea of what that yeah. side should look at. Yeah, we've given some ideas. Club, we've given some ideas, so when the Australian selectors listen, they'll um, pretty much have it sorted, so you're welcome. Um, we are going to move on, guys, as we always do. I still don't have like a, uh, a cool sort of soundtrack for tennis because we always end up Nick Curios always gives us so much to talk about so we always end up talking about tennis Um, but he hasn't given us a huge amount to talk about this time Um, just the US Open is obviously on at the moment our Australians there was plenty that plays sort of our big ones that got through to the fourth round were Ash Barty and Alex Deminor the demon Um, but he they've both obviously crashed out today Uh, so they're both done Nick Curios was beaten in the third round uh, and told us that Call of Duty had ruined him, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, he's obviously played too much of that instead of training, and I think he also had an issue with the bright lights. Um, it's a wonderful Rob Thomas song, uh, but I don't think that was his issue. I'm pretty sure it was the lights of the stadium were also in his eyes or something like that. So they were the two reasons that he lost, obviously. Potentially also the other player was slightly better, I'm unsure, but he certainly didn't give that as a reason. Yeah, no. Oh, he's an incredible talent, Nick Kyrgios. And um, we don't know how he works behind the scenes. He certainly portrays the fact that he doesn't work hard and doesn't train and, and whatnot. And um, But 
but yeah, he, he could be something something great. I think uh, the skills he shows on the court. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Um, I was going to try and play that Rob Thomas song for you, but I've just, you know, not quite that good yet, <laughs> fortunately. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so that's the, that is the US Open news. Also, Novak Djokovic retired hurt today. So he was the obviously the reigning champion last year. Uh, so he's now out. Yeah, big news. Really? Mm, big news. Yeah, done. Uh, lost yeah, the first two sets against Stan Rawinka and then was down in the third set and retired hurt. Um, Federer is still kicking goals. He's still in there at 38 years old, still dominating. He's unbelievable, unbelievable player, serious machine. Um, now, boys, this is a segment that just seems to gain more traction all the time. Uh, once again, we obviously don't have a jingle for that, which is poor by me. I need to get Bryony um, over here so we can do some little recording for a couple of jingles there, and I will do that. Skin, put that on the to-do list, please. Oh, can do. All right, perfect. Um, but has seems you're back. This was this was a segment that we started on your debut on the show, so it, it feels obviously relevant and necessary that we would continue it while you are back. And you've got a couple of belters to bring to us today, the overused sporting buzz phrases segment this is. What do you got for us? Yeah, a couple came to mind this week. Uh, first one is one that I hear uh, before most games uh, we play for cricket. Um, walk out to the middle, have a look at the pitch, and uh, <laughs> and someone great. someone invariably still say, "Oh, you know, what do you reckon? What's it, what's what's going to happen with this wicket?" And I'm thinking in my head, "Don't say it, don't say it, <laughs> don't say it." But of course, every time I say every it, you time. know, "Oh yeah, it'll do a bit early," <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, yeah, of course they all do. Um, but, yeah, that was the first one. Um, I'm sure you've heard that a few times. Oh, I've heard you say it, definitely. Yeah. But I've also heard multiple people say it when we obviously have uh, lost the toss and are bowling and that we try and convince ourselves <laughs> that it's going to be okay to bowl on. And then at the end of the day when they're eight for 480, we're like, yeah, it really didn't do that much. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but you're right. That is that is one that we go to all the time. It'll do a bit early. That's just the, uh, the thing that sort of keeps you coming back, I think, keeps you interested in bowling. Yeah, so uh, the next one I've got is one probably used more by the older generation nowadays um, when they say, oh, back in my day, you know, and then they, uh, <laughs> they yeah. talk about what might be cricket bats, or oh, back in my day cricket bats yeah. were half the size and, you know, that we still got, got by or, and then so much easier to hit sixes nowadays. <laughs> or uh, back in my day, you know, you think it's hard to catch the football in rainy conditions today. We used to use leather footballs back in my day and uh, they were like a bar of soap as soon as it started raining. Yeah, right. Um, that is, that's a good chunk of the reason I have to mute a lot of commentary when I'm sitting there oh, watching it uh, test cricket. That is horrible. I'll tell you what, um, oh, Ian Chappell can give you some serious back in my days um, yeah, he loves at it. the moment. He is a huge fan of it, that's for sure. Uh, so, yeah, you do you do see that and that is said all the time. And even in footy, it's always like, oh, yeah, nah, that, you know, back in my day. That would never have been a week suspension. That was just part of the game. Everyone was tougher back in their day. Like yep, yep. people now are saying back in their day when they're like thirty. I'm like, mate, your day was not that long ago. <laughs> you can't say that yet. Um, just because you retired when you were twenty five doesn't mean that you have a back in my day. Uh, yeah, no, both good ones. Has I like that. And you've got another one here. I reckon. Yeah, I got a, uh, a rugby league related one that I listen to when I'm watching the footy, um, and you often hear. Hear the uh, the commentators say, "Oh, you know, 
they've just scored on the stroke of half time. You know, the coach won't be happy with that. The players won't be happy that they've let, a, let, let, let through a try on the stroke of half time. And it's like, well, yeah, they won't be happy they let, let in a try, but I'm pretty sure it's worth four points that try, whether it's in the 10th minute or the 30th minute or the 39th minute. So right. I'm not sure it <laughs> makes too much difference there. Yeah. No, they um, won't be happy if they score here. What about those five tries they've scored already? <laughs> yeah. Probably not really thrilled about that either. Yeah, but uh, on the weekend watching the uh, Rabbits versus Warriors game, so there was 10 minutes left, the 30th minute, and, uh, and um, the Warriors give away a penalty. And uh, and the commentator says, "Oh, give him away a penalty on the stroke of half time. Uh, the coach won't be very happy with that one. Oh, it's a pretty long stroke. Yeah, it's a ten-minute stroke. Old. Yep. So yeah, it's a huge stroke. I think, I think the Rabbitohs went up fourteen nil at that stage. Um, but then, as that stroke of half time continued, <laughs> the, the Warriors managed to score two tries in that time before half time still. And then there was still, I think, two or three minutes left." Before half time, so what happened? Vicious call that, surely. Yeah, what right. happened on the stroke of half time? We need a black and white definition of stroke as yeah, well while we're at it. One stroke on the outside shoulder. <laughs> That's what we need. Get it in the rule book. The commentator's guide, 2019. It's magnificent. Has you brought some belters along there? Um, three absolute crackers, and all very relevant, and all ones that I had definitely heard plenty of times before. So thank you very much for that. Um, Boys, I want to tell you a little bit of a story here. Um, it's not actually a long story, it's for short, which is unusual for me because most of these stories take a long time. Um, but I just saw one of the strangest things on the weekend at the shopping centre and I want you to let me know if you've ever seen anything like this. Um, I obviously, I want to present this correctly and obviously uh, sort of sensitively, uh, but I saw someone in a wheelchair um, which is obviously, you know, straight away go sort of sympathetic thought. But what I saw on the weekend was one of the oddest things I've ever seen. Uh, this particular person was in a wheelchair yet sprinting at their top speed, like rapidly down the footpath, like just with their legs on the ground, uh, just using like the ground to propel themselves forward with their feet, hands just up in the air. So hands not being used at all. Just, but the hands were what? obviously working because they were being held in the air, <laughs> uh, and was just like sprinting down the street in a wheelchair. It was really quite odd. It was like a horse and cart race <laughs> or something. It was That's really weird. Yeah, right. But there was no one else yeah. around. Like you know how when people get injured and they're like on crutches and like all their idiot mates when people used to come to school and go, you know, oh, oh yeah, like classic my steal your crutches, yeah, classic yeah. steal your crutches and pretend that you're injured for a while. But this person was by themselves, like with. No one around. So it's not like people just yes. borrowing a wheelchair. And it's not really the type of thing you can borrow from someone generally. Yeah, I wouldn't where, think just, hey, mate, where is the owner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the owner do where you're borrowing the wheelchair? So I just was baffled, absolutely baffled. I'm not pretty sure they haven't well, got – I just would have thought that if you're in a wheelchair, potentially like your legs aren't working that well. You'd say so. Yeah. I think at shopping centres and places they have spare ones in case someone gets injured there in, oh, in some sort of back room. Oh, um, yeah. Not that I like, it would be easy to get access to them. Yeah. But no. What's, what think. suburb were you in, Lethal? Maybe it's just been nicked out of the. <laughs> <laughs> was it in Drapillis? Uh, I don't know what that's like. It's a bit out of my heart. It's a bit out of my realm. Yeah, good. Um, very good. Hazard just actually reminded me there as well, guys, um, that there was a little bit of boxing news that we probably should cover as well. And I definitely do not want to 
uh, pretend that this is my forte. Uh, but obviously we are all aware of Jeff Horn. He gave us one of the great sort of sporting highlights a couple of years ago at Suncorp Stadium when he fought Manny Pacquiao, that was, wasn't it? As on that occasion. Was, yeah. uh, but he was beaten this week, wasn't he? Yeah, recently. Michael Zarafa. Um, unfortunately lost to him. He's sort of trying to trying to bring his career back up, I think, after the loss to Terence Crawford. Um, obviously got that win against Manny Pacquiao and was flying. Um, beat uh, Gary Corcoran after that. Uh, but yeah, lost, lost to Terence Crawford. Then uh, found his way back by beating Anthony Mundine um, and was, yeah, I guess, true. trying to... Uh, that trying gets to, you on the map. Yeah. <laughs> he was back then. He was back in the winner's, winner's circle and, and um, yeah, trying to continue by beating Michael Zarafa. But a bit of an upset there, I think. Um, Michael got the better of him. I know um, there's some questions being raised now as well about whether sort of Jeff should pretty much call it a day there because um, I know that he sort of he fought upper class, like he fought a middleweight division this occasion uh so there's sort of people out there that are skeptical about his ability to sort of get back to to where he was i guess so there's a little bit of chat saying that he that he might sort of hang him up there um i'm not sure like jeff hasn't obviously come out himself and responded to any of that i'm still it's sure it's quite fresh still so he's probably trying to process that but i've heard from quite a few sort of reporters and, and journalists like yourself has uh <laughs> that it might be his time to um to just sort of accept the fact that he's been great and probably been much more successful than, than he ever would have imagined uh, and that that might be time. So it'll be interesting to follow that story. Yeah, I guess it was the, the WBA welterweight title he won against Pacquiao. Um, and I've been lucky enough to have the chance with the, the Queensland Bulls squad to go to his place and, and watch him train. And uh, we've done a bit of boxing this preseason for cricket and uh, he came and watched our fight night um, as we, uh, we, we sparred a bit. The, really? uh, the boys, yeah. So he was there in our corner helping us out. A few words of advice, the, the great oh, man. Yeah. Um, oh, no good. <laughs> nah, no, I'm a terrible boxer. I think I'm good, but I, I look like I don't right. know what I'm doing at all. You didn't have to fight him, did you? Nah, no, fortunately. Um, <laughs> I think uh, it would have been a few concussions after that one. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's worked so hard to get to where he is. Um, a teacher, isn't he? So he, yeah, he, uh, he was you know, quit his day job there. there to focus on his boxing and yeah, right. wait and see what the future holds. Yeah, that's awesome. Very good. Thanks for reminding us of that as well. Has that's fantastic. Um, now, guys, we have brought back a song of the week Ooh. this week, um, and it's a it is a cracker. I must say. Well, that's probably a little bit biased, um, but. I guess it, uh, it is a song that we've sung about Manus, the, the great man. There was a, there was an article that came out about Manus that quoted me, boys, you might have seen. So I'm pretty much sort of a big media star as well. Has if you need any uh, lessons there or any tips at I think all. you're already a star from this uh, podcast, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that's a given. Um, yeah, but just the profile just keeps building. Has just It's momentum, you know, similar to like the Brisbane Lions sort of train just building towards the grand final there. Um, any opportunity to bring that up? Uh, we'll see you guys at the uh, at the uh, final this Saturday night as well. Come and say hello to us. We have our We Got the Chocolates memorabilia shirts on. We've not got We Got the Chocolates shirts. Okay, well, that's a problem. We've got, <laughs> got a week to get them we'll made. work around that, I yeah, guess. That's right. Uh, so this song, guys, um, it was just basically a, a bit of a dedication song to Marnus's performance over the last two test matches of the Ashes. Um, and it was uh, a song that has been sung by Ed Sheeran uh, off his new album, I Don't Care. Well, not actually a 
commercial radio station, so I probably don't need to plug the song. Yeah, <laughs> but no, no. anyway, yeah, you'd be aware of the people song. People are working out, I think. Yeah, people are working out. Great song. Uh, we've obviously changed it to uh, reflect Manus's batting, and the song is called Don't Bowl There. <laughs> He's showing people that he knows how to bat Oh, who is this modest guy, yeah Oh, this wicked is not a great track But he might be Steve Smith in disguise Well, he's got a plan With Smith ruled out, he's got his chance Hell yeah, he's gonna leave it all, let me tell ya He's not playing at that That lava shane is really hardy And broad balls one in and one away won't make the fence, so he'll just run three. But there's a shot that he can play. I don't bowl there, cause that is his gravy, yeah. Monus hits it everywhere. That's on his wheels and angled into his body. He can deal with those bad lines to the square leg boundary, yeah. Don't bowl there. Cause that one that he can steer On the ground or in the air That's on his wheels and angled into his body He can deal with the bad lines To the square leg boundary, yeah A few go past the outside edge of the bat He's got his kookaburra fresh up the shelf They'll Throw it up and he'll run down the track he will sweep you on the ground The bomb and nibble off the seam No cover drives, you have to leave You know what? I'll be impatient, but you're both short and wide He's got the middle of the bat He has taken off stump guardies Littered and gets up straight away Oh yeah He's giving Stuart brought some worries Cause that leg stump line gets whipped away don't bowl there, cause that is his gravy, yeah Monus hits that everywhere That's on his wheels and angled into his body He can deal with those bad lines To the square leg boundary, yeah And don't bowl there, cause that's one that he can steer On the ground or in the air That's on his wheels and angled into his body he can deal with those bad lines To the square leg boundary, yeah He's got gum, he simply must chew So give him a cheer Surname might be something quite new Commentator's nightmare He'll say greedy right to you Some Mike will overhear I am happy to look for two But not there Don't bother Cause that is his gravy, yeah Mana sits that everywhere That's on his wheels and angled into his body He can deal with those bad lines To the square leg boundary, yeah And a that Cause that's one that he can steer On the ground or in the air That's on his wheels and angled into his body he can deal with those bad lines To the square leg boundary, yeah <laughs> Oh, shucks 
There you go, boys. Uh, Skinnled just uh, <laughs> Skinnled real flat about having to listen back to that. So flat. <laughs> after his, uh, after his singing silly. performance. Uh, Skinnled. Don't worry, man. Honestly, I feel like you get a bad rap there, Skin, because there is one version of singing that you actually are very good at. Legitimately, we've made this joke before, uh, but you're the king of rap, really. So you're out of your, you, you're just like, out of your depth, really. I mean, you're out of your uh, comfort zone, surely, when Baze leaves you in the lurch and makes you sing that. Um, but that was the song, Don't Bowl There. What were your thoughts, Has? Unbelievable. That was, uh, that was yeah, a step up, I think. I uh, really enjoyed that. <laughs> and Has, you were actually here, uh, and you were here when we recorded it. How many takes did that take us? First take. First I was time. I was surprised. I was reading the lyrics. I was watching you <laughs> think about it and, and prepare, and I was like, this is your be really tough this is going to take an hour to record the fun song but the first take uh, so probably mainly because I would have refused to do a second take but yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, most certainly and I don't think it was going to get any better yeah, if we did no. do a second take but that is our song of the week guys uh, we'll obviously get a little lyric video up for you there because some of those lyrics would have been quite quick and difficult to understand uh, but not as quick as these lyrics skin oh. I know that I've talked uh, I've talked you up and I've told everyone that you can rap and you're going to give us a little sample here oh, um, I haven't prepared you for this but yeah. here you go um, this is the supersonic speed part out of Rap God, Eminem's Rap God. Now, Mitch is an absolute diehard rap guard. Uh, we're just Eminem fan in general and mm-hmm. not specifically this song, just all songs from Eminem. Uh, so you'll find that he is very, very good at this. Now, obviously oh. – Okay, well, I'm <laughs> somewhat good at it. We'll see how he goes. He's a bit yeah, of a let's not speak too early, shall okay. we? Uh, now, there is a slight language sort of warning here, but um, actually don't worry about it. I'll edit that out because I'm a freak at that type of thing. Uh, okay. Let's go, Skinner. Lyrics coming at you with supersonic speed. I'm a human. What I gotta do to get it through to you? I'm superhuman, innovative, and I'm made of rubber. Solid anything you say is ricocheting off of me, and it'll go to you. Devastating more than ever, demonstrating how to give a an audience a feeling like it's levitating, never fading. And I know the haters are forever waiting for the dead that they can tell if they be celebrating. Cause I know the way to get them motivated. I make elevating music. You make elevating music. That is genuinely unbelievable. That's you, Skin. Oh, shucks. And ironically, that's more words than you've said for the entire podcast yeah, as well, no. <laughs> just in that one little sitting. You have to write a rap song for us or a song of the week. Yeah, how long would that take you? Oh, a long time. I can't say writing is my expertise. Just, uh, we're just making just it obsessing a part of skin stats. Just how many syllables can you get into one song? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. See what I can come up with. Maybe I'll write a piece of code, spit some lyrics out at us. How hard? Yeah, well, <laughs> plenty of jobs at the moment. All on the to-do list. I'm loving that. Uh, boys, that is us. Fantastic efforts tonight. We have some great stuff covered. Sam Hazlitt, guys, uh, one of the crowd favourites. Just wearing his full kit here. You'll see him in a couple of the videos. Fantastic train. Is that new training kit has that you've got there? Yeah, new training kit finally finally arrived. Um, Ooh, looks good actually. At the end of preseason, about to start games, <laughs> but um, our, our manager always gets slammed for the kit the kit arriving late every year. But uh, it's Perfect. a good kit. A uh, bit of a throwback with the old logo for Queensland cricket. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Masters like gets that. a good run on it as well. Yeah, big day of training. So didn't get a chance to train, unfortunately, uh, to to uh, get changed. Nah, but, you've uh, had a massive day, yeah, has yeah, and then right. you've come and just lifted the podcast to depths that are just unseen usually so we do thank you particularly for your nrl uh your surfing and then obviously some cricket knowledge as well which might shock the listener uh, so thank you very much no, for that had a lot of fun thank fantastic. you fantastic mitch Thanks, thank guys. you again to you great skin stacked segment um 
Fantastic. And just and also just people have heard you rap now. They know that we're not making it up. And I do thank you for your uh, backup vocals Ugh. in the chorus of the yeah. uh, Don't Bowl There song as well. Guys, that was episode 10. Um, you obviously know how it works. We're, we're available on multiple forms of social media. Uh, we've got Facebook, obviously, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and then obviously our email address as well as We Got The Chocolates at gmail.com feel free to send us any messages on those platforms or email us if you want to look like sort of you're probably doing more work related things if you send us during (laughs) hours um we'll obviously get back to you at a rapid rate um and we look forward to having you with us again next week thank you very much and i'll take you out with uh, a little song that skinner's requested not really actually who talked about it now nick curios requested this song actually when all your love is gone Who will save me from all I'm up against out in this world And maybe, maybe, maybe You'll find something that's enough to keep you But if the bright lights don't receive you You should turn yourself around and come on home Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.